Welcome to another episode of the Plant Power Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. In this episode, I want to share a little bit about my story. I've gotten a ton of questions about how I got into bodybuilding, why I became vegan, and I really just wanted to answer some of those throughout this season, but I'm going to start with talking specifically about bodybuilding because I think it's interesting uh, for those of you who really just want to get in shape and you want to be in the best shape that you can be. You don't necessarily want to step on a bodybuilding stage, but you really just want to look and feel good in your own skin, in your own body, when you're on the beach, (laughs) when you're in your favorite dress, like you really just want to look and feel good. And you might not want to go to the extreme of being a bodybuilder because bodybuilding is an extreme sport. But I do want to share a little bit about my experience because I think it taught me a lot about our relationship with food, with how we look, with our bodies, and just going through that journey has taught me quite a bit. And I wanted to share that with you because I think it might actually be helpful. So just a little bit about how I got started with bodybuilding. I was not ever thinking about stepping on the stage. It really was the furthest thing from my mind. In my opinion, bodybuilders were like super masculine, like female bodybuilders. I thought everyone was taking hormones and testosterone shots and steroids, and I didn't want to be involved with or associated with that, and I didn't want to look like a man. You know, quite honestly, that was my first thought about bodybuilding. So it really wasn't until I had started working out, and this was pre-COVID, where I got really serious about you know, I was I was working, I had a sedentary job, I was like sitting a lot, I wasn't very active. And I said, you know, I just want to get in shape. And so I joined um, a health and, and fitness sort of coaching program. And it was a six month program. And it really helped me develop some habits that got me to lose about 10 pounds or so and really keep it off, right? So some of those habits that I started then, I still do, like things like going hiking, things like using uh, smaller plates and bowls so that you don't sort of over overeat or just like have portions that are way too big. And, and just trying to stay active and find things that I love to do. Uh, those are things that I that have, have kind of stuck with me since then. Uh, But even at that point, I wasn't thinking about bodybuilding. I didn't even really know anything about the sport. And so fast forward, COVID happened and a lot of us were kind of stuck inside. And I think a lot of us gained a little bit of weight, right? (laughs) So I was in that camp and I was just not motivated. I wasn't moving. I wasn't going anywhere. The gyms were closed. And I was like, what am I going to do? Because I cannot just sit here and watch my entire body expand, (laughs) right? So I joined another coaching program because it it had worked for me before, but I wanted something a little more targeted and I wanted something specifically for vegans. And it's a whole other conversation about why if you are striving to follow a plant-based diet that you need to have a coach that is also plant-based or vegan because just throwing in some tofu in a meal plan does not actually work when you are trying to meet a goal. Um, But that's a rant for another day. Uh, but essentially, I really wanted to dial in my nutrition on a plant-based diet. So I found a vegan coaching program, and I actually made a lot of progress pretty quickly. I had I was able to put on, I think, about uh, nine pounds, eight or nine pounds of muscle. I think it was more like eight and some change. And I lost, actually, a pound of body fat at the same time. And I was very motivated by that because I did that in about three and a half months, which is uh, pretty it's pretty compelling. You know, it's really hard 
to put on muscle. So, you know, it just seems like I was doing pretty well for someone who never really lifted heavy. I had never done squats before. Like I, I was afraid of the free weights in the gym. I would go in there and go, oh my gosh, like that's where all the guys are grunting and throwing down weights and sweating. I don't want to go over there. I wanted to be in the machines or, you know, just, I just never really went past the elliptical or, you know, doing some of those basic exercises, like those ab machines that they always get us to do. <laughs> I'll talk another episode about why that's not what you need to do if you want to have a flat tummy. Uh, but in any case, that's how I was. I, I went to Zumba classes before at the gym. I, I never really ventured over to the free weight area. But when I started this program, I was encouraged to, to do some of these lifts, like squats, like deadlifts, like bench press. And I was like, wow, it was challenging to learn, but once I got into it, I started to feel really strong. And I also put on muscle pretty quickly to the point that people would start to comment like, hey, how long have you been working out? And I would say, you know, a few months and and I I won't I will, uh, sort of edit the reactions that I got. They did involve some four letter words <laughs> because people that had been working out for years and years and years were looking at me like, oh, my gosh, like, how did you make this much progress? Like, how did you get this muscular so quickly? And so definitely, I do think my genetics has something to do with it. And also a lot of it, my diet, I haven't eaten meat since I was 17 years old. So, you know, for anyone that says that you can't build muscle with plants, uh, yeah, there's so many uh, vegan and plant-based athletes that prove that that is wrong. But in any case, what happened at that point was I really started to toy around with the idea and I had a conversation with a friend who used to be a trainer and he, he kind of told me that he was like, you missed your calling. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you know, you've got like this perfect musculature. And he was using words I didn't understand about muscle bellies and insertion points. And I was like, what are you even talking about, dude? Like, he's like, no, you missed your calling. He's like, you should have been a bodybuilder. And I was like, challenge accepted. I'm not dead yet, right? Like, who, you can't tell me I missed my calling. And I was about to turn 40. So I went through this moment of looking into it. And I started watching some YouTube videos. And they suggested that I first go to a show. So I said, all right, bet I'll go to a show. And I went and I checked it out. And when I walked in the door, people thought I was competing. They're like, are you are you competing? I was like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that means. I'm just here to check out the show. And from there, I just again, I wasn't 100 percent sure. So I said, look, I'm going to I'm going to actually have a consultation with a legit coach that will tell me her professional opinion. Can I do this or not? And so I did. And and, you know, from that consultation, it was like, yeah, you have potential. It's going to be hard. I don't recommend it, but like, if you really want to do it, go for it. And so I did. So that long story short or long story long, however you want to put it, uh, that's how I really got started into it. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life besides having a child. So it is not for the faint of heart. It is an extreme sport. And if you're looking at Instagram models and all that, thinking that this is something you could do, um, I would suggest that you look for a different goal because it definitely is not something that is for everyone. There's a lot of sacrifice involved. There's a lot of money involved that you have to invest in the sport. And it's honestly not something that I coach people for. Now, I can get you looking uh, good for the beach, but being lean for a stage is an entirely different ballgame. And if you're if you're not really sure what I mean by that, just kind of like Google like female bodybuilders and you'll see the ones, especially the ones that are not natural athletes, they look very masculine. And even the ones that don't, like natural athletes like myself and a lot of the women I compete with, we still have to do quite a bit to get to that level of leanness. And I don't think that people really know in the general public how lean you have to be for stage. It is not 
looking good on the beach lane. It's a bit extreme. So again, not for the faint of heart. Don't recommend it for everyone. I'm happy to talk to you about it. If you are interested and steer you in the right direction, you definitely do need a coach. I would not just, you know, think you can go on a bikini and get on stage without a coach. And I definitely would uh, give you recommendations. I still have a coach. Um, Danny Taylor from Vegan Proteins right now is my coach. And yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ride. I will be doing another season, but I say all that to say, I wanted to let you know what my lessons were from going through that process because I think it really is going to be helpful for you. So the first thing I've learned in in going through this very extreme sort of fat loss <laughs> to get ready for stage and also muscle building, um, it is mostly muscle building. You have to have muscle before you, before you trim down or otherwise you'll just be a smaller version of your current body. Um, But the first thing I learned is that there's a healthy and an unhealthy way to reach any fitness goal. You know, there's a lot of people say, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 25 pounds. I want to lose 50 pounds. And we get so obsessed with this number. We want to be the weight that we were in high school or in college or when we were four years old or whatever it is, right? We have these numbers in our head. And the fact of the matter is, if I was to tell you, listen, you could lose 50 pounds, but in order to do that, you are going to have a chronic health condition that's debilitating. And oh, by the way, you can't actually eat and enjoy any food because you're going to throw it up all the time. But you'll be 50 pounds lighter. Most of us would not want that trade-off because you'd be miserable, right? So with any goal, and it doesn't have to be, you know, getting to a bodybuilding stage. It could just be, look, I'm going on vacation in the summer. I'm going to take some family photos. I have a 40th or 50th birthday coming up. I want to look good in this dress. I want to look good on the beach. Those are fine goals to have, but there's always a healthy and unhealthy way to do it. And the healthy way is usually a little bit longer than you would expect. And it actually is not as hard as you think. So the problem I think with a lot of people is we approach health and fitness and we want to get into our dream body and we want to do it right now. We want to do it yesterday, forgetting the fact that 20 years of bad habits have gotten us to our current state. We think that we can just wave a magic wand, do a cleanse, do a detox, fast, intermittent fasting, keto. All these trends are out there because we want fast results. And while I understand it, and while as a coach, that's definitely something I do is I help you get there faster, but it's not a magic pill. You still have to do the work. My goal as a coach is to make it so easy, so like stupid easy for you to follow through with your goals that you actually reach them, but it's not in an unhealthy way. Uh, And, you know, I I could tell I have so many horror stories about just being in this industry and, and just my own experiences as a client and having coaches who told me things like just eat cottage cheese for a whole week, right? This is when I was vegetarian. I can't even tell you like, and this was legit serious. Like this person wanted me to just eat cottage cheese because they didn't know anything about vegetarian diets or plant-based diets. And that was the best they could come up with. And there are all types of things that are sold to us, you know, fat burner pills, detox teas, and all this crap. And I'm calling it crap because it is. These are not long-term solutions. These are not things that are get you to your goal. And if they do, it's not going to be in a healthy way. I can't tell you how many athletes were backstage who had literally not had a carb in like 14 weeks and were just like, clamoring to get a piece of a candy bar. Um, It is not healthy. Now, meanwhile, a lot of the vegan athletes I know who are bodybuilders are backstage and they're perfectly fine because they've been eating carbs the entire time. And people are wondering, how is that possible? Uh, So 
again, there is an unhealthy way and a healthy way to do it. Of course, as a coach, I have the goal of helping you do things as quickly as possible, but as healthy as possible as well. The second thing is that it really is hard to see yourself when you look in the mirror every day. And to me, this is one of the most valuable parts of having a coach. I cannot tell you how many times I have taken pictures or looked in the mirror or stepped on the scale and was like, what is even happening? What are these numbers? What am I seeing? Why are my clothes fitting this way? And and completely oblivious to the fact that, oh, the reason why my pants are fitting tighter is not because I'm gaining body fat, it's because I'm gaining muscle. Or, oh, actually, even though I feel pretty bloated and fluffy, my waistline has not actually gotten bigger. You know, it's just that I feel fluffy uh, for a number of reasons. So, Again, um, and if you're not familiar with the Fluffy reference, check out the comedian Gabriel Iglesias. He's known as Fluffy, like he's hilarious. And that that is why I refer to it that way, <laughs> in case you're wondering. But in any case, it really is hard to see the changes that happen in your body because you are looking at yourself every single day. And when you look at yourself in the mirror that often, you do not see the subtle changes. And so taking pictures and having a coach objectively give you feedback is so helpful. So I can't stress enough that having someone else uh, give you feedback is super important because otherwise you really don't know if you're making progress. And there are things that you literally just can't see because you're looking at yourself every single day. The third thing, which goes along with my last point, is the scale does not tell the whole story. And I, I've tested this out several times. Like if you weigh yourself, and you can try this yourself, if you weigh yourself in the morning, before you go to the bathroom, after you go to the bathroom, before you have breakfast, after you have breakfast, after you eat, before you go to bed, that number is going to be different every single time. So being obsessed with the number on the scale that fluctuates based on the time of day, how hydrated you are when you ate your last meal, where you are in your menstrual cycle, if you're constipated or not, if you ate a lot of carbs, if you're retaining water because you had a lot of sodium, like all of these things. If you are obsessed with, with the number on the scale, then you are missing the big picture. You're not going to know what your true body composition is because our bodies are made up of fat and bone and muscle and tissues and all these types of things. And just getting on a scale and weighing ourselves is not going to give us the whole picture. And if you have a problem with like getting obsessed over the number, like you, you get on the scale one morning and you're like, oh my God, this is not what I want this number to be. It's going in the wrong direction. I would encourage you either to try this experiment I talked about, just weigh yourself like several times a day or weigh yourself every day. And then you'll see the fluctuation and and you'll realize that that number is not something to take super, super seriously, that it's the only metric by which you judge your progress. And I learned this the hard way and I never had an issue with the scale before, but going uh, into competition prep, which is just when you're, you're really uh, in a very aggressive fat loss phase to get lean enough for stage. I did have a point where I had to do pretty frequent check-ins, taking pictures, weighing myself. And there were days I got on the scale and I was like, that is not the number that I should be seeing based on the work that I'm putting in. I reject this number. (laughs) I would literally just put the scale away, but like, you're lying. That didn't happen. Let me go do something else and come back later. Or I weigh myself like four times and be like, okay, maybe it's going to change if I move the scale to the right. Maybe it's at a 45 degree angle. I mean, like this is not normal behavior, right? And it was going through that bodybuilding process that I realized like, oh my gosh, like this is not normal. This is not okay. And when you push your body to those extremes, it can push you into extreme behavior. So if you're someone who struggles with that, I encourage you to put that scale away. 
Maybe when you go to the doctors once a year, they weigh you and you get some type of trend over time, which is really what's important when it comes to your weight. But don't spend your mornings in the bathroom deciding whether or not you're going to have a good day by what's, what that number is on the scale. It is not a good way to judge your progress, your body composition, or anything. Um, so the scale does not tell the whole story. Number four, I learned that you actually don't need to be 100% compliant to be successful. Now, I will say <laughs> with bodybuilding, it's a bit different. There is a very low margin for error. But even though I did not perfectly perform what my coach had me doing through prep, and this was before I started working with, with vegan proteins, I had a different coach before, and uh, she was great at getting me to stage, and she was really trying to work with me, but I swear to you, I drove her crazy, and I just was not doing everything I was supposed to be doing because I am a rebel by nature. And if I get a plan, my first instinct is to not do what it says. I like, how can I twist this so I don't have to do what's on the paper? Because that's boring. That's my problem. But, <laughs> but I'm saying that to say is that even though I was super rebellious, and I'm probably the most rebellious person you could ever meet, that even I was able to make progress with several missteps throughout the process. You know, and, and even with that, from my first show to my second show, I actually made improvements because I learned from some of my mistakes. So do not beat yourself up if you have a day where you ate too much popcorn or you had an extra slice of pie or you didn't make it to the gym or you only got 7,000 steps instead of 10,000. Let it go. Move on to the next day. You know, do the Frozen theme. I guess that's what it is. I've never seen the movie Frozen, but I hear people talk about let it go all the time. Whatever you need to do to get yourself moving forward, let that go and know that as long as you are on track, and it depends on your goal and who you are and how your body responds to things, but I would say 75 to 80% of the time is a pretty good ballpark to make sure that you still make progress even if you're not 100%. And I'm saying that with the idea in mind that you have a plan and that you're tracking it because if you're not tracking what you're doing, it can seem like you're doing a lot worse than you are. You know, and again, this is the value in having a coach. Like I know I've had weeks where I felt like, man, my sleep was horrible. I didn't move that much. And then I'll do my check-in and my coach will say, hey, you actually got in like seven hours of sleep every night on average and you got like 7,000 steps every day. Like that's great. And I'm like, really? Because I was trying to get 10,000 and eight hours of sleep, but I'm still making progress. So again, you don't need to be perfect. Progress over perfection every time. And the last thing that I learned, and I've been saying this all throughout, it's almost unavoidable, is that literally you have to have help and support and accountability to reach your goal. That help and support and accountability usually is not going to be your friends, your family, your significant other. Yes, they can be supportive of your goal overall, but you need someone who's in the trenches with you that is actually going to help you move forward when you are not sure what to do next, or when you are discouraged, or when you're thinking, maybe I will try that 30-day uh, vegan, keto, paleo, detox, cleanse, whatever the hell, whatever the new thing is, right? When you start going off track and making a hard left, you need someone there to go, hey, actually, if you look at this, you're on track, let's just stay the course. Or you know what might work? We might need to change this because this is not working for you. Your body's not responding well to this. We need a different strategy. And here's what I know works because it's worked for other people. That is what you need. Not a Google search, not because your friend is doing a 30-day whatever challenge, but you need someone to keep you focused on your goal. Because I will tell you, 
like I said, it was one of the hardest things I ever did stepping on that stage the first time. And if I didn't have a coach, I would not have made, I would have quit 15 times over because I would have said there is no way that I'm going to get up on that stage looking the way I look right now. And my coach looked at me and was like, what are you talking about? You look phenomenal. (laughs) We need to push so that you get to the stage a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But there are several times where you hit a wall, right? You get to a point and runners know this. If you're someone who likes to run or, or anything that you like to do that you have to do for a long time, you know, you get to that point where you feel like I just can't go another step. I just can't go any further. I definitely felt like this when I was in labor. (laughs) So this is definitely something that you have to think about. It's like, all right, how am I going to get the support and accountability that you, that I need? And to me, it's definitely having some type of coach support accountability group, because otherwise it's going to be really, really hard for you to reach your goal. So if you're interested in working with me, you can go to plantpowerfitness.com and we can have a chat and see if I can be your coach, if I can support you and help you reach your goal. But even if it's not me, I really, I really uh, suggest that you find someone that you connect with that you can really get to help you dial in and reach your goal. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. These are the five things I learned from my first season of bodybuilding. One is there's a healthy and unhealthy way to reach any fitness goal. Two, it's really hard to see yourself when you look in the mirror every day. So it's always good to have an objective second set of eyes. Three, the scale literally does not tell the whole story. It does not tell you what your progress is or what your true body composition is. Four, you do not need to be perfect to be successful. And five, you need support, accountability, ideally a coach. So I hope you found this helpful. And as always, if you have a question that you'd like answered on the podcast, send us a message on Instagram at Plant Empowered Fitness. You can also email me directly. My email address is Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A at plantempoweredfitness.com. And with that, I'm wishing you a happy and healthy week ahead. Until next time.